Praise God. God bless you as you continue to give. God bless you as you continue to support the ministries of our church. Plenty of things, good things are happening, I'm telling you. Yesterday, we had uh, the culmination of the Dell class. Kung kayo'y nandito, shout out sa inyong lahat. Kumaway-kaway kayo dyan. Those that are graduating from the current Dell class. I tell you, their projects, uh, they will, we will fully utilize this church. We will fully utilize this building. We will fully utilize our online ministry, which is forever and here to stay na, ang online ministry. And all of that is because of your giving. You serve God by attending, first of all. You serve God by giving. You serve God by praying. You serve God by inviting. Right? And you just serve God by giving God all you've got. Praise God. Today, we continue our series on uh, Philippians. Last Sunday, Pastor Anna started it off. And by the way, it's not just on Sundays, but Thursday nights. We want to encourage you on Thursday night online. Pastor Louie and the other uh, members of his team share also from the letter to the Philippians. So every Sunday and every Thursday. And then Fridays, we have our prayer devotions on Fridays also from the epistle to the Philippians. So we are now in chapter 2. So I would like to invite you to read through this text with me. Philippians chapter 2. And I'll be reading from the NIV first and then later on I'll try to modify it kasi masarap yung sa Tagalog kanina. No? Nag- Tagalog service. By the way, nag-brown up po kanina dito. Uh, right about uh, 10 minutes before the 8 a.m. service. We were all about ready to start. Boom. So we all moved to the lobby and uh, we had our worship service there and then right around 8.20 the power came back but we decided to stay there. So but thankfully now we have the power. Philippians chapter 2, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any fellowship in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion. So let me pause right there. In the Tagalog kasi ginawa siyang question form. So uh, most of us naman here are Pinoy's. Uh, but I will read it in English but use it in a question form. And I would like you to respond with an Amen. Alright? So let's see. Have you received encouragement from being united with Christ? Okay. Have you received any comfort from His love? Have you received any fellowship in the Spirit? Have you received any tenderness and compassion? Therefore, or then, Paul would say, make my joy complete. By being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind, doing nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. So, let me pause for a moment. Many, many years ago, when we were sending our two adult children to college in Manila, we lived in Binyan, Laguna. And so, we decided to rent a condo unit for them near uh, the area. My, my daughter at the time was studying in UP Manila and my son in UST. So we decided uh, uh, para dahil yung babae, para mas malapit lang walking distance and she was taking up nursing so minsan panggabi yung classes niya. So we decided to get a condo unit nearer to her school. So walking distance from UP Manila, PGH. And then our son will just take a jeep to UST. 
Ganun. So, and every week, Barbara and I would bring food. Uh, would uh, Sometimes we would even parang, okay, let's, they forgot to clean up the unit, so we'll just clean it up. But after a while, we noticed, every time we go there, it's a mess. They don't fix the bed, they don't fix the couch, they, they don't fix anything. You know, kalat-kalat, tapos the leftover food is there. Sometimes the food that we would even bring a week before, hindi kinain, so it's like rotten, it's smelly, and ganyan-ganyan. So finally, we sat them down, the two of them, and the bathroom is dirty and stinky and all of that. And when we would ask them, they'd point fingers at each other. Si ate kasi, ang daming buhok. Ang sagot naman ni ate, ikaw, architect, ang dami mong papel everywhere. So they're like this back and forth, back and forth. So finally, we sat them down and we did the Apostle Paul. Haven't we paid for this condo unit? Have we not sent you to school and paid tuition for you? Have we not fed you? Have we not taken good care of you? Don't we buy you good clothes, etc., etc.? So after, yes, yes, yes. So, therefore, <laughs> therefore, be good naman to your parents and to each other. Make our joy complete, Paul would say. So, make the, your parents full of joy. Okay? To clean up the, the, ano, the condo, the get rid of all the trash, etc. And, more importantly, get along. Huwag na kayong mag-away. Ano ba kayo? Get along. Tell someone you, hoy, we should get along. Alam niyo kung bakit, by the way, roommate kayo sa langit. So pag hindi kayo magkasundo dito, for eternity kayong ganyan. <laughs> so you might as well get used to each other here, right? So going back to the Apostle Paul, he says, take it, you know, be, be kind to each other, don't, don't do anything out of selfish ambition, vain conceit. And then he gives them the reason in your relationship with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to His own advantage or in other translations, something to be grasped. Rather, He made Himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge or confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Praise God. Let us pray. Lord, we present to your hearts and minds through your Holy Spirit. Would you use your word to shape us to become more like Jesus. Remove the selfishness in our minds and in our hearts to always put the interests of our brothers and sisters ahead of our own. To always think of how we can be a blessing to others instead of our own. Lord, make us more like Jesus. Amen and amen. How many of you, you want to be more like Christ? Yes? Well, me only? Oh, anyone else? <laughs> you want to be more like Christ? Alright. Three things that we will learn today about Jesus that hopefully we will copy. Number one, Jesus had titles but he did not act entitled. There's a difference by the way. Titles are just a statement of fact. That's your title. That's your position. You have that rank for example, but you don't have to act entitled. 
Think about Jesus. What were his titles? Son of God. Yet he became son of man. Beloved of the Father. And yet he allowed himself to be mocked by men. He was their master. And yet he washed his disciples' feet. And none of them thought to do it. Think about this for a moment, okay? Nowadays, when foot washing, maybe that's a ceremonial uh, symbolic act that we would do. Maybe once a year during a retreat, we would do that among leaders. But back in the day, foot washing is a daily experience. Why? Because they would go out of their homes and it's dirty, it's, there's a lot of uh, sand and mud and all of, the, all of the grime of the streets. And their sandals are open. Okay, so your feet get dirty. And the first thing you do the moment you arrive where you're going, somebody's house, for example, or you arrive back home, first thing you do before you enter the house is to wash your feet. Now, if you're entering an ordinary house, regular kind of family, KKH, Kanya Kanyang Hugas. Okay, they would put uh, like a basin there there's like a faucet of some kind, you wash your own feet and then you enter. If you're entering someone who's a little bit higher in society, they may have a servant to do that for you. So when Jesus told the twelve, we're going to have Passover in the upper room there, in that house, okay? Get everything ready. None of them thought to actually wash their own feet or wash, wash someone else's feet. Try to imagine the Passover which would later on become what we would know as the Last Supper, communion, right? Eucharist. So here is Jesus having the Passover meal with the disciples and looking at them trying to figure out, hmm, may makukonsensya kaya? Meron kaya mag-iisip, ay, nakalimutan nating mag-footwashing, ako na lang. Okay. Maybe Thomas, maybe Peter, maybe James, none of them did. And so the meal is over, and what does Jesus do? Gets up, picks up a basin, picks up a towel, and starts going one after one after one. Starts washing the feet of the twelve. He is their master, yet he is washing their feet. He was the commander of heaven's armies. The, angel, the angelic host can come at the word of Jesus, just one command. And yet he chose not to call on their help when he was dying on the cross. But there were a few entitled people back in the day. Let me introduce some of them to you. King Herod the Great. King Herod the Great was so insecure that according to historians, not biblical historians, secular historians, so this is confirmed by secular historians, that King Herod the Great had his own relatives massacred. Why? Because he thought they were going to do a coup d'etat against him. So he got them massacred. So in the Bible, in Matthew chapter 2, during the nativity story, when the wise men from the east, what we call the Magi, right? Hindi Magi, okay, pwede rin, pero Magi, pwede na rin, Magi. The wise men arrived. Where is he who is born king of the Jews? King Herod said, ha, huh? I'm the king. May bagong hari. <laughs> so what does he tell the Magi? Okay, go and visit, go and worship. Then come back to me, tell me the address. Why? So that I can go and also worship. No. So that he can go and kill the newborn king. 
But then an angel warns the Magi, the Magi leave, and then King Herod realizes, wait a minute, how long ago was that when those wise men arrived here looking for the newborn king? He figured it's about two years. So what does he do? He orders the massacre of all boys two years and below. In what has become known in history as the massacre of the innocents and has become a feast that we call Piesta ng Niños Inocentes. So it is now in history, King Herod the Great. The 12 apostles also were entitled when Jesus was preaching and a multitude followed and it was night, no more food. And then they said, Lord, send everybody home because everybody's going to get hungry. There's no food here. And then Jesus tells them what? You, the 12, you give them food. And here was their response. Huh? Food for all of this. One year's wages. Isang taong sweldo. Not just of one disciple, but all 12 of us combined cannot feed everyone to have even a bite. They were unwilling to sacrifice their own comfort and privilege for the sake of others. And then one time they were in ministry the whole day, they were really tired, and a woman knocked at the door where they were staying. Master, please, my daughter is demon-possessed. Please help her. What do the 12 disciples do? Get out of our face. Go home. The disciples were behaving very entitled. When Jesus was walking out to, outward of Jericho and a blind man was screaming, Bartimaeus, Lord, have mercy on me. What do the disciples and the others do? Quiet. We're marching towards Jerusalem. Do not bother us. James and John were two of those 12. They were more entitled than the rest of the, the 12. <laughs> they went to Jesus and said, uh, Lord, when you come back in your kingdom, please prepare, aside from your throne, please prepare two chairs. One on the right, one on the left. So that James the elder can sit on the right, John the younger can sit on the left. And Jesus says, no. We're not going to do that. That's already reserved according to my Father's will. I wonder who will sit there, by the way. We don't know. You know. And so what do they do? They appeal to their mother and their mother appeals to Jesus. Yung hindi nakuha yung gusto, yung nanay naman ang, you know, nag-request. Nakahanap sila ng padrino, ng baker. When you don't get what you're asking for from God, what do you do? Accept it! Because that is God's will. Instead of finding ways or finding others to help you in that process. And of course, Judas was the most entitled of all. Felt so entitled, he even dipped his hand in the offering basket. So that all the offerings, Judas would take from it. And when he did not get his way finally, he just decided to betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. They were all entitled. Jesus was the opposite. He had titles, but he did not act entitled. Amen. You can have a title without being entitled. Second, Jesus had privileges, but he did not act privileged. Wow. Heaven was his dwelling. That's a privilege. 
Instead, he came down to earth. Jesus is royalty. He is the king and the son of the king. He himself is the king of kings. Instead, he lived among common folk. Past few days, the world has been uh, memorializing Queen Elizabeth II. And rightly so, right? But she is royalty. Think about her life. She was born in a palace. She was raised in a palace. Everywhere she went, she had an entire entourage. And whenever she is not feeling well, she's got doctors and nurses. Everyone is there. She's surrounded by family and friends during her dying moments. And she dies in a palace. What a wonderful, wonderful life. Jesus was born in a manger. He lived in the little town of Bethlehem and then moved to a backward town called Nazareth. He ministered in a fishing town called Galilee. And he dwelt in other people's houses. You know why? Because he himself said, Foxes of holes, birds of nest, the son of man doesn't have a place to lay his head. Meaning, nakikitulog lang si Jesus with his disciples wherever they were. And when he was about to die, where did they put him? In between two thieves. Not family, not friends. Thieves. Those were the immediate vicinity of Jesus when he was dying. And the greatest privilege of all, equality with God the Father. Wow! Let me share a little bit about this doctrine called the Trinity. Alright? Here in Beginnings Church, we believe in one God uh, existing in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, each person equal to the other in divinity, eternity, and glory. Pastor Albert, paki-explain pa nga uh, further. No need because all you can do is just watch Saturday night service with Pastor Danny Villa. Yan. Truth or false? Because at least there he devotes half an hour of teaching to the, just one particular doctrine and then another half hour where he will discuss back and forth with two or three other leaders of our church. So we encourage you, maximize that. Attend uh, online our Saturday night service. So Jesus was not privileged, but there were some privileged people in his day. So Jesus' willful and selfless decision to leave heaven, the dwelling place of God and angels, and live on earth, the dwelling place of sinful humans, and die on the cruel death on the cross would lead to the salvation of humanity. Think about this. What if Jesus was privileged and said, nah, not going to do that. God the Father and God the Son talking with each other about coming down to be the Savior of the world. Then Jesus says, nah, not going to do it. I'm not going to leave heaven to live there. Yuck. Come on, just for 30 something years. Surely you can do that. Okay, so can I be born in a palace? No. Can I live in a large city? Go to a university? No. Okay, when it's time to die, can I at least die surrounded by people who love me? Actually, they will be throwing rocks at you all the way till you die. I'm not sure I want that. <laughs> but thankfully, Jesus did. But there were privileged people in his day. The Pharisees. They loved to parade in the streets wearing their nice robes with phylacteries. Phylacteries are boxes where they would put the text of Scripture, put it on their forehead, and put it on their arm. 
so that uh, everywhere people see it, wow, he really knows the Word of God. Look at him. He has it on his forehead and he has it on his arm. Very similar to if we would put a bumper sticker on our car, you know, Jesus loves you, right? And then, of course, when you get into a traffic altercation, but Jesus loves you. Look at my bumper sticker. <laughs> so, Pharisees were like that. They love to display their piety even if they don't really practice it. That's why Jesus told the disciples, don't copy the Pharisees because they're only good at showing off their religiosity, but they do not live it out. They love to be greeted everywhere. They love for people to move back when they arrive. They would love for everyone to sacrifice for them, but they would not sacrifice for the other. They consider themselves worthy of heaven and the rest of humanity worthy of damnation. They even refuse to mingle with other people. So that if they were walking in the street and you, an ordinary person, were walking uh, like magkakasalubong kayo, they would literally go on the other side of the street just to avoid you. Because baka mahawa, ma-infect sila sa iyong sin. That was just how they were. And so they got really upset of, at Jesus. Why? Because what did Jesus do? He would hang out with the people that the Pharisees called sinners. Like the tax collectors, the prostitutes, those people who had lived ugly lives as far as they were concerned. But Jesus loved to hang out with them. In fact, he even went to their house. The house of Zacchaeus, the house of Matthew. And he would willingly engage in conversation with a five-time divorcee living in with another man. The Samaritan woman. Why? Because Jesus was not privileged. And then the third, Jesus is Lord, yet he came as a servant. What do servants do? Servants obey. And that's why Jesus obeyed His heavenly Father's will to come to earth to save us. Servants put others first. And Jesus put the needs and concerns of other people ahead of His own. So think about this. Jesus was also hungry. Especially after preaching the entire day, He was hungry. And yet He fed the multitudes. He was thirsty. Yet He found time to quench the thirst of the Samaritan woman. He was tired from a full day of ministry. And yet he ministered to the Syrophoenician woman whose daughter was demon-possessed. He was burdened by the thought of his impending death on the night when he was betrayed. The next day he would be crucified. That night, he was at the Garden of Gethsemane after the Last Supper. And he was crying out to God the Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass. Meaning the cup of God's wrath. It is, if it is possible, let it pass. But not my will but yours be done. And yet, according to Scripture, he found time to pray. Pray for what? Number one, prayed for the disciples. Said, Lord, you, Father, you gave them to me. Preserve them by the power of the name you gave me. Then he prayed for everyone else in that era, in that generation. And then guess what? He prayed for everyone who will come to faith in him for generations to come. That means... Even before he died, and even before you were born, Jesus was already praying for you. Jesus was praying for you. And in fact, to this day, Jesus is still praying for all of us. So you have the incarnation. God became flesh. 
The crucifixion, He went to the cross to die for our sins. The resurrection, He rose again. His ascension went back to heaven. Intercession, He sits at the right hand of the Father, making intercession, praying for who? For you and for me. To this day. So think about this. Have you ever received a message, Uy, I'm going to have a doctor's appointment tomorrow, or I had a biopsy, and that the result will be known tomorrow? Please pray for me. And how many of us have actually said, yes, I will pray for you, and then you forgot? Let's be honest. That's happened to me. Because I get the text while I'm driving. I get the text when I'm doing something else. And so I respond, but in my mind, I thought I did, and then I forgot. And then later on, I say, oh, I'm sorry, Lord. Then I start praying. But Jesus never forgets. In fact, sometimes you yourself forget to pray for your own. Meaning, you get so busy, you shower, you dress up, you run off to your appointment, not even consciously praying. And then you get, mamaya na lang, mamaya na lang. Then you get home, bukas na lang. Then the next morning, mamaya na lang ulit. Then the night arrives, bukas na lang, pagod na ako. You yourself even forget to pray. Jesus, Always praying for you. Isn't that good? Amen. Give thanks to Him. Thank you, Lord. You're always praying for, for us. And so, Jesus, our Savior and our Lord, was the opposite of all of those who would brandish their quote-unquote lordship to others. He came as a servant. So let's review those three things. Jesus had titles, but He did not act entitled. He had privileges, but He did not act privileged. And Jesus is Lord, yet He came as a servant. What is the result when Jesus did all of that? According to the Philippian text, God exalted Him to the highest place and gave Him the name that is above every name. The principle has not changed, my friends. The only way up is by going down. The only way to be exalted is by first being humble. Jesus laid down that principle. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. And so now, the Apostle Paul writing to the Philippians, admonishing them. Why? Because even though they are followers of Jesus, they are still very much human, acting out of their human flesh in selfish ways. So he reminds them, become like Jesus. Let us not act entitled. Let us not brandish around our titles or positions of power, whether in the home, Hoy, lalaki ako. Ako ang masusunod sa bahay. You know? Or, ako ang tatay dito. Ako ang masusunod. As, I, as we explained in the parenting session last week, as parents, no? when, when our children are smaller, sumunod kayo. Ako ang parents. Ako ang magulang. Ako ang daddy. Ako ang mommy. Then, at some point, you are now equal in height. Sumunod ka. And at finally, sumunod kayo. Kasi mas matangkad na sa'yo eh. You know? And the moment their height exceeds you, you really have lost already some sense of power or authority. That's why we explained last week in the parenting, relationship should now take the place of position of power. When you've developed a relationship, you can continue to influence your children. So let's not act entitled. In the home and the workplace, in society or in church, let us not act privileged. Let us not act as if we are untouchable, insensitive to the pains and sufferings of those around us. There are many more people who have less in life than you. There are many more people who have suffered so much more than any of us have. 
And so let us pause and reflect before we are tempted to complain, and all of us do. Ay, ang hirap, ganito, ganyan, ganyan. Think about how blessed you really are. How blessed you really are that God has taken such good care of you. Instead, let us serve. Find ways to bless someone else. Find ways to alleviate other people's pain. Find ways to offer a helping hand. Find ways to offer a comforting word. Go the extra mile in being a servant to others. Can we do this on our own strength? The answer is no. Because on our own, left to ourselves, we are still very human and very selfish. So if you say, for example, ang layo naman ng pupuntahan natin, bakit malayo? Kasi mananalalayuan ka. Even if for other people, hindi naman ganun kalayo. Ang init, bakit mainit? Naiinitan ka eh. Even if others don't feel the same way. We all reference everything else to our own measurement. And so, we may say to ourselves, pero ganun talaga yung buhay. Totoo. But that is why we need Jesus. Because left to ourselves, we will value ourselves higher than others. We will consider our own needs more important than others. We will consider our own schedule as having more value than others. But when Christ rules and reigns in our heart, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will be reminded constantly, as Paul would say, consider others of higher value than yourself. Paunahin mo na sila. Amen? Huwag ka nang makipag-compete. Huwag ka nang makipag-unahan. Huwag ka nang makipagsikuhan, makipagbrasuhan. Let others come get one step ahead of you. In fact, the Apostle Paul repeatedly would say that, that that is the essence of the Christian faith is love. The essence of Christian faith is love. Love for God and love for others. And Paul knew what he was talking about. When he wrote Philippians, where was he? He was in jail. He was in chains, deprived not just of freedom, by the way, but probably food, water, and convenience. Think about this. Can you sleep well at night if you are in chains and hungry and thirsty? And th- Masarap kayo matulog ng busog. Di ba no? Kung gutom, nakatulog ba kayo? Hindi. Bakit? Kasi maangal yung tiyan nyo eh. Nagpaparinig eh. Di ba? So Paul, in chains, deprived of freedom, food, water, and many other things. And yet, even in that position, he still wrote four epistles. Wow! Hindi isa lang. Apat talaga yung sinulat. galing naman ano. Four epistles. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and a personal letter to Philemon. How was Paul able to do this? Later in the same passage, same letter, in chapter 4, Paul would say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We have a good friend who is a psychologist and he said, did it this way. Hold both of your hands up, please. Both hands. I have two hands, the left and the right. Okay. One hand says, I can do all things. That's five words. No? I can do all things. The other hand, through Christ who strengthens me. If you remove one hand and you only have one, I can do all things. That's not true. Because you cannot. Life will come at you hard and you will fall. On the other hand, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
Amen. So, ganyan nyo ngayon. Both hands. Yes. Ganyan nyo. And galawin nyo yung fingers ninyo. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wow. The Apostle Paul also said to live is Christ. That means your entire life is fully surrendered, fully committed, fully submitted to Christ. Becoming like Jesus means to live a Christ-centered life. Can we all stand as our worship team comes? About 20 years ago, there was a movie called The Gladiator. Anybody remember that fantastic movie of Russell Crowe? General Maximus. Wow. That was his character. Then Richard Harris played the role of Emperor Marcus Aurelius. And then, later on in his career, would win a, an Academy Award uh, playing the role of the Joker. <laughs> see, uh, see, now I, I miss his name. What is his name? Joaquin Phoenix played the role of the son of the Emperor, the Prince and the Heir, Commodus. The movie begins with a battle. The Roman soldiers battling it out with some barbarian tribes and General Maximus as general was leading the fight and won. While there was a battle, however, the son of the emperor, prince and heir, Commodus, played by Joaquin Phoenix, is doing a sword fight with an assistant. While the general was literally fighting for his life and for the empire, the son of the emperor was playing sword fight. So when the emperor arrives on the scene, the son, the prince, and heir Commodus wanted the emperor to walk with him side by side in front of all the soldiers. You know, when the emperor walks, everyone just that's the emperor. That's the king. So everybody bows down. And by walking beside the emperor, the son, the heir, Commodus, who didn't do anything in the battle, but felt entitled because, after all, I'm the son of the emperor. If by walking with the emperor, that means they will also bow down to him. But the emperor shoved him aside took General Maximus' hand and walked in front of the soldiers, not with his heir or son, the entitled one, but the one who did not want the glory, didn't want the honor, was quietly standing on the sidelines, not really minding, I've done my duty, I've done my job, and I'm good with this. The emperor takes his hand, and walks in front of the entire army as if to symbolize to everyone, this is what leadership is all about. Not feeling entitled or privileged, but serving. Amen? And as believers of Jesus, we are servants of the Most High God. We can only do it when we live a Christ-centered life. Let's worship the Lord with this song and then we will pray. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning. 
It's all the 
the center of your church. Jesus, be the center of your church. Can you just lift up your hands to God right now? Every superstar except Jesus. No other name to be exalted. No other name to be worshipped. No other name to be magnified. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, any comfort from His love, any fellowship in the Spirit, any tenderness and compassion, then make our joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in mind and spirit. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others ahead of yourselves. Don't just look to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. In all of your relationships, that means in the home, in the church, in the workplace, or everywhere else with your friends. In all of your relationships, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. Even though he had titles, he did not feel entitled. Even though he had privileges, he did not use those privileges. He did not act privileged. Instead, he came as a servant. The next time you are tempted to go ahead of someone else for whatever reason, 
And the, the voice of the Spirit is telling you, let them go. Let them go ahead. It's okay. You know what? Go ahead and let them. Because you never lose when you let Jesus win. You never lose. You never lose when you choose to obey and exalt Jesus. At any given moment, at any given time, in any circumstance. If you follow the voice of the Spirit, you'll never lose. Whatever it may be, God Himself will elevate you. You don't have to struggle and fight and push people out or badmouth somebody else or criticize so that you can get ahead. No, you don't have to do any of that. Just let Jesus rule your thoughts, your words, your actions, and your motives. Lord, today, we just surrender ourselves to you. All of us, including ourselves, the pastors, all of us, none are exempt from this admonition. To have titles but not feel entitled. To have privileges but not feel privileged. Instead, to act as servants. Lord, may we be servants in the home, between husband and wife, serving one another out of love. Parents and children, serving one another out of love. In the church, all of us, serving one another out of love. In society, in the workplace, everywhere else so that we may exalt the name of Jesus wherever we go. So that others may be able to observe. You know, I, I don't always agree with everything they teach, but there's something about how they behave. They behave just like Jesus. And that would be the best compliment we could ever receive. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give God praise? Praise the Lord. Next Sunday, we continue the series. Thursday night, we continue the series. Saturday night, doctrine service. God bless us all. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Have a great week.